Welcome to the Clear Ads Podcast, Highway to Sell. You're listening to George Roberts, George Maressa, and in this week's episode is our second of Industry Spotlights. This week's, we've got a really exciting episode. We have an amazing guest, which we've got a very good relationship with. So, George, do you want to introduce our guest? Yeah, it will be a pleasure. So, I heard about Sean Smith a few years back, and actually a few of our biggest clients were like, have you heard of Sean Smith? Do you not know about his course? You need to look him up. You need to get to know this guy. So Sean is probably one of the granddads of PPC (laughs) who's been doing it for so long, especially on Amazon and has built up such a rep. And I, I know, I know, I know Sean will go into it in a little while, but he would spend a mammoth amount on advertising through Facebook at the time, which just got him such an incredible amount of awareness it's been able to build his business and make it what it is. But we any we had the I had a fortunate opportunity to join Sean on a panel. I think it was about a year ago almost now. And after that, we just hit it off. And just just so for our listeners should know, his training course is epic, and he's going to talk about it in a minute. But uh, I want you all to know we actually put a number of our members of staff through the training course and we've seen some phenomenal results come through it so we i don't really try and pick up anyone that i don't i've never worked with and we have worked with sean and i think this is something we're going to continue to gradually continue to do with any new members of staff that we do get on so yeah sean thank you so much for taking the time to come and join us today Oh man, that's gonna be tough, man. I gotta live up to that one. That one is, <laughs> I have to live up to that, man. So I gotta, I gotta bring the bring my A game today. So yeah, that's a really Let me nice stretch real quick. No, just that, that, that's, that was gonna be better than my interest. So good to have you on as well, George. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, so yeah, Sean, for people that don't know who you are, could you tell us a bit about yourself? How you did get started in PPC and what your journey's been like with Amazon as well? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, yeah, we'll just kind of keep it PPC for now. In terms of just like my industry experience, I've been doing it for about five years. And I got started because I actually sold on Amazon before. And I was also working at a software company doing SEO. And so I, and I was also like meeting with other Amazon sellers in the area, which was Chicago. And a lot of people started asking me like, Hey man, like since you work in digital marketing, could you help me with like SEO, PVC? Cause you have like a digital background. And at the time, like a lot of these Amazon sellers, they didn't have like the digital side. And so I just started like coaching and consulting and then, and I was doing PPC for myself. And then like, I just started doing it for other people and it just kind of snowballed from there. Like I would do like hourly coaching, things like that. And then I just kind of, got rid of my Amazon business. Cause like it wasn't making as much money as I wanted to compared to my consulting business. And I just started like focusing on that one thing. And I just, that, that was kind of it, man. I just kind of like went, you know, narrow and I've been doing it for five years. I launched my course three years ago, five yeah. years ago, I was doing like the consulting agency. Then I launched a course three years ago and I've been doing it since then, man. And that's kind of the only thing I've been doing is just Amazon advertising. And it's been like, kind of a unique experience because like, you know, like George said, I'm a granddad in a space that's only like five years old. You know what I mean? (laughs) Where else could that be possible, man? You know, five, six, seven years ago. Yeah. There was like a, 
it was like a it was like a fetus, you know, Amazon advertising. Yeah. Now it's like a toddler, and then it's gonna be an adult in a few years, you know. Absolutely. Well, you certainly don't look like a granddad, so you've got that going for you. So. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's good you confirmed that for the listeners, George, because a lot of people won't know how old Sean is. So he's 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 under forty, guys. So you need to know, young man. Yeah, so moisturize, guys, and drink lots of water. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that breeds quite a few questions, really. So what, what were you first selling when you came onto Amazon? Oh, yeah, dude. I did every model possible. I did a retail arbitrage where you go to, like, um, garage sales, yep. Goodwill, Salvation Army, and you scan it. You'd be in the store, you know, scanning stuff, and then you go over to, like, you'd have an app, yep. and then you would scan it and find out how much you can make on it. And we did that. So we did where you go to like, you know, thrift stores. We did that, even like Walmart, things like that. Then we did online arbitrage where you would buy like at one site and then you would just have it sent to FBA. Then we did wholesale model. We even went to Vegas for like a trade show. Then we did private label. And, you know, I guess I wasn't great at it because, you know, my consulting really was way more profitable. So that's why I went that route. But I did every model, man. That sounds so interesting. I suppose it gave you that whole host of knowledge to actually be a good consultant and actually create a good course from all those experiences. Yeah, man. I think that, you know, entrepreneurs, the trajectory of someone who starts their own business is usually kind of like, you know, from my experience, a lot of people, it's like, yeah. it's like, you're not, it's not a straight line. I, I think just in general for people like humans, like they don't usually work in straight lines. Usually like they're mm-hmm. like, they hop around, they try new things, they kind of figure out what they want to do. So it's not even an entrepreneur thing. I think that's a general characteristic is we, we like to try new things and then, you know, we'll find something and we'll settle on it based on whether we like it or not, or the phase that we're going through in life. Okay. The, yeah, that, that's really interesting. And I suppose it's, you've got to be a certain personality type, right? To actually put yourself forward and even make that change from being a consultant to a course. I'd imagine that was like a really weird decision and probably posed a lot of questions at that time because were there many ppc courses around three years ago for amazon advertising were there there was like not many of anything with ppc it was like 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 like, because we have software as well like i built software right and at the time there was only like a couple softwares at the time man there was like none and then courses there was only like one or two so Mm. yeah man and there's still there's some some more than there used to be but yeah, when we did the course, there wasn't a lot out there, man. So like it wasn't as nowadays, man, it's a, it's a totally different game than it used to be. Can I just ask as well, Sean, what is the difference that you found being being able to provide a course when there's hardly anyone in it compared to a course now when there's many more people? Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say it's the same as when I entered PPC as a consultant. Like when I started, man, there was not a lot of them out there. And so it was just so much easier to connect with the top people and to really get plugged into the people who were the thought leaders. A good example is uh, one of my mentors in the space, Brian Johnson. Like when I started doing Amazon PPC, he, I could just send him a message and he was pretty much, you know, but now he's got a big company. He's, you know, and like the thought leaders are more inundated with, with things that they need to do. So it's like, it was just so much easier to connect with people and to even get clients and stuff yeah. because it wasn't as saturated as it is now. I still think it's a good market. It's just, you have to, it's a bit more challenging than it used to be. 
So I think like course wise, it's the same thing. Like before, since there weren't really any, it was just so much easier to, to sell than it is now because there are other ones out there and there are other op- options out there. Yeah, I, I suppose I see a lot of courses out there as well, which promise sort of the get rich quick scheme. Amazon's an amazing tool. But I mean, you're completely positioned away from that. Obviously, it's a PPC course there to make sellers better through their advertising, right? So I think there are a huge amount of courses out there. But are there many PPC courses out there with what that do what you do? I don't know, man. I just, you know, I just stay in my lane, you know, I just do my thing, you know, I just kind of like focus on my students, my clients. I just focus because it's, you know, when you're when you have a business and stuff, it's hard to like consume everything that's out there. It really takes a lot of time and energy. And I wish I had the time to like test every software and look at every course, but I don't. So we just go based on what our students say. I mean, everyone says it's a really good program. And it gets really good results because you're right, courses kind of, you know, like you said, there are some like the get rich. And I think one of those things, courses kind of have a negative connotation in the internet marketing space is like being a little scammy. So yeah, yeah. So you have to kind of get past that. But you know, the feedback that I've gotten is pretty positive. And that's because, you know, we're here to serve people, man. Yeah, absolutely. And and I suppose with the, the, especially the courses I see, like my Instagram feed is just filled with like people selling Amazon courses that they can teach you how to source products and everything on the back end as well, and not just focus on the one thing. And I've even spoken to a few people that essentially have put like 20, 15, 20,000 pounds into a course and, and then sort of used it as a model to try and source their products and because they can identify the people that they work with and the procurement companies and whatnot. And, and they've just, well, the results haven't been delivered. But I mean, we can attest as our account managers are using your course that your course definitely does deliver the results. And yeah, I think the mo- the model that you have, obviously you stick to your lane, like you said, you stick it to your, your expertise and you don't, what, what, why, why go further away from it when you know what you're doing and you can deliver results? I, I guess another, another thing that I found really powerful about what you do, and Sean, is that just the cr- amazing community you have. So once once we did the course, you know, we had the opportunity to touch back uh, with you every week. You know, you go on the call, you know, you go on the training sessions every week, but then you also have the Facebook group and they're so helpful. So there's been times we've put co- comments and questions in there and everyone's just willing to help, which is really um a fascinating group have you ever had to kick anyone out sean so we we hardly let anyone in so we don't have to kick anyone out <laughs> uh, okay okay we make sure that that community is vetted and you know we make sure because you know it's not a it's not a cheap course and so only yeah. the people that you know are serious about it are going to come through we don't just let that course is not for or the the facebook group isn't a public group man it's so we haven't had to kick anybody out that that's good. None of our account managers got kicked as well, and that's that's nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you said obviously you have to vet people before people come onto the course. I mean, yeah. how many students have you had of of the course now? So that's a tricky number because I, I'd have to look at my data. I, I, we have two hundred ninety four people in the group, so okay. I'd say about like two hundred and maybe the low 200s are students because people bring their teams and things like that. So I would say, you know, low 200s in terms of like volume of students. And, you know, we just make sure we do a phone call, you know, I mean, it's, we call it a strategy session. It's a sales call pretty much. And the reason we do that 
is to see if we're a good fit, man. We can provide a return on investment. I mean, yeah. if you can't provide a return, then no matter how much someone likes you, you know, it's it's not going to work out. So that's why I would get on the phone, talk to them. And do, it's like being a doctor, man. You know, I'm looking to diagnose problems and then see if I have solutions to those problems. And if I don't, then I will tell you that it's not a good fit. But I think that's the reason, like, the community is such a good vibe. And I also think that, like, since I take such good care of my mind and my body, you okay. tend to attract you know, who you are. And so I think by taking care of things on my end, it really attracts the right type of people for the group. And that's a big piece of how the community has developed because George makes a really good point about the community. Communities are powerful, man. Humans operate in communities. And when you get a good group of people together, the results are like exponential. Epic, epic. And I suppose with, with the type of students that you have, it's probably a bit of a mix that you like. You have teams in there. You probably got seven, eight-figure sellers in there. You've got account yeah. managers, and that that mix and that diversity of experiences probably makes that community so much more in, enriching for everyone in there. Yeah, they work with each other, share insights with each other. It's a good group, man. It's a good, good group of people, and uh, you know, I'm just here to to, to help build it. And I'm just a part of it, you know. That's kind of how I think of it. Epic. So, so you uh, founded the business, and I, I imagine at the start there there must have been a lot of hats that you were wearing, sort of doing everything. Now, what what's your role within the course? Are, are you still in accounts, or what what are you doing? Yeah. So, I yeah. So, in terms of my experience right now these days, I do manage some accounts, a small amount of accounts, just to keep my PPC skill set where it needs to be for the course and for the students. So I have like literally three accounts I manage and I just make, you know, test things, stay ahead of things, keep up on the bulk files, things like that. So I can uh, share information with people and I do that. I do sales and then I just work with my team. So like I have like a, a data team that implements projects. I also have a developer that helps build our software. So I think I do a lot of it still. I mean, that's just by choice, but um, yeah. And it keeps me, I think doing the PPC work is helpful because it keeps me in the, in the weeds, you know, I don't want to get, dude, Amazon advertising moves fast. I mean, 20, 2020 was a huge year for Amazon advertising compared to most years. I mean, anybody in here would, you know, sponsor brands video came out. A lot of st- or like didn't come out, but like became available for everybody. Like there are a lot of things that happened and it moves so quickly that you got to kind of be in the weeds a little bit to stay ahead of it so that you can teach it to other people. Yeah. Yeah. It makes complete sense. And I suppose from what you said as well, you might as well carry on doing what you enjoy. If you like enjoying or if, if you enjoy managing those free accounts that you've probably got a really good relationship with and developed over time so why not continue to sort of nurture those and, and do right by those clients yep spot on and, and can i ask a question Sean, what's been one of the biggest challenges for you kind of running this business over the years oh that's a good question huh one challenge i know it's like how do we distill it into one yeah. you know? I mean, because my brain, it operate, it'll like have like a million, you know? So um, one challenge is, I guess, like what has been the biggest challenge? Um, I think the biggest challenge is kind of like, huh, 
That's a really good question, George. You kind of stumped me here, man. Because I, I can think of a couple, but I'm trying to think of, I think one for me was, because there, there are many challenges. I think one big challenge was trying to find a balance of, you know, I kind of, I will say one thing that's big for me was like, when I was really scaling and spending a lot of time in my business, my health took a hit, my physical health, my mental health. And so I think prioritizing self-care was yeah. something that I had to consciously do and actually make an effort and like schedule it and make it a priority so that I could still continue to run and build my business, but still take care of myself. Cause I had never grown up in a household where we practice self-care, you know, yeah. you know, it's all about work just work, work, work. And so, and I think this is kind of a new thing too, is self-care. You know, I think the generation before us didn't invest in that as much. And that, that was more about awareness and research. Um, they were like, Hey, work is priority or, I don't know. I don't know much about that because I didn't live or don't know much about it. But for me, it was like, how do we balance like self-care with growth in the business? And that was a big one, like figuring out the domains of self-care I had to learn. And dude, I spent so much time doing it, hired coaches, like, because I knew long, like short term things would slow down, yeah. but long term, I would be, have a more sustainable approach to everything. So I think that has been the biggest challenge, man, is, and it's still tough. You know, you've got to like figure out how much is too much, how much is too little and manage that. That's great. And I think there's going to be a, a number of listeners here or probably in that boat now where life is about work and everything's about work. So is there any, any practical things that you did to, to help you find more of a balance that you could share with us? Um. Yeah, yeah. So I would say like, for me, so, okay, like for me, um, it was about, I would say training the mind. So meditation helped a lot because it's formal training of the brain. I didn't really know that that was a thing. I didn't know like you could work out your mind, like you worked out your muscles and stuff like that. And so I think that was a big one because, um, you know, meditation just helped me with like calming my thoughts and, you know, entrepreneurs or just people who, who are high performers, like if you're a high performer, you, you tend to like be obsessive and extreme by nature. And so like, or if you want to perform really well and you want to be the best, you tend to like operate at, in a certain extreme obsessive state, which I think is good for performance, but it can burn you out as well. And so I think meditation helped out a ton. It just helped out so much, man. It's really hard to do in the beginning, but it helps train the mind like your muscles would. So I think that one, and then be okay. I think one thing that I've learned with people who are high performers is that what happens is you set a bar for yourself and that becomes the new like bottom for you. And so what happens is you can't go below that or you don't believe you can. And so what happens is like you force yourself to either stay there or go above it. So let's say you're making like 200K a month in your business or whatever. You can't go below that or you've convinced yourself you can't. Mm -hmm. I did. I shrunk my business because I needed to at the time. I needed to take care of myself. So you have to be, I think that's a huge one. Being okay. Yeah, yeah it's powerful. With, yeah, not a lot of people get on the phone and be like, I went from <laughs> here to here. Like yeah. I shrunk my business. You know, everything's about growth in yeah. terms of like, in the entre you know the, the business space it's about revenue growth and things like that i think that's great but humans operate in seasons 
we're not static beings where we just keep going up. There are seasons where we need to slow down. And so being okay with that and getting less obsessed. And I think entrepreneurs and people who are high performers, especially in the business space or even in athletics, they get fixed on like in business, it's money. Mm -hmm. in, you know, in track and field, it's a certain metric that you have to hit. So you get really fixated and obsessed with making that better. And that can come at the detriment of your, your, your mind and your body and stuff like that. And so, you know, I think that's huge, man, is like being able to slow down or do what you need to do to take care of yourself. You can ramp back up, but you need to do it sustainably. And some people may have never experienced that where they can just keep growing and growing and they don't have that issue. But I did, so I needed to to make that change. Yeah, and just I wanted to add. I hope you don't mind me adding this, Sean. But something I I really admire that you do is is your 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 diet. So you oh, have yeah. a rigid diet, like really strict, and that's helped with clarity, like you said to me a few times, and yeah. also fitness and yep. the importance you place on and on physical exercise. And I don't know if you want to just elaborate on those two and their yeah. importance in finding a balance for you. Yeah. So this is really cool. So Amazon advertising taught me something really cool that numbers are important and systems are important. So when I started to approach my fitness and my diet, I was like, well, if Amazon advertising, like, you know, is that if this is what makes me successful in that space, I can yeah. guarantee it'll make me successful in this space. So when I got into taking care of my like food intake, my water intake and my fitness, I said, numbers are important and systems are important. They give you freedom because when you have a system, then it allows you to just go in, do what you need to do and get out. You don't have to think about it. So yeah, like I went, like I'm very systematic. I take the same approach that I do in PPC to my health. I weigh myself every morning and wow. I have for the past year and a half, I have seven day averages of how much I weigh. And I have seven day averages of my body fat percentage. I've been measuring every calorie that I've intaked for probably the past two years. Wow. And I measure all my water every day. And wow. I measure all my, I measure everything, man. And yeah. I have spreadsheets and you have to find that balance between doing too much and not enough. So I'm not doing these crazy spreadsheets where it's um, impractical. I'm just be like, hey, what's kind of the minimum? So for me, it's like right now, you know, I'm going through a season where I'm trying to do weight gain. So, you know, measuring my body fat and my calories is important. So it, it's because you have to be systematic, man. Like, you know, it's important to implement numbers and systems. And it's helped me a lot, man. Like, especially in the weightlifting really helps out a lot because for me, like there's different forms of physical activity, but for me, weightlifting, the, the level of intensity, I tend to run hard. Like I, I have a, like a anxious and obsessive, like I just go sometimes. And so huh. weightlifting for me decreases my stress levels. Okay. And so like, it, you know, it helps with stress management, you know, and it helps with health, like mobility, being able to move around. Cause we sit at desks all day, man. Humans yeah, aren't, humans aren't meant to sit at, we haven't evolved quite yet to sit at desks. Maybe 2000 years from now, we will evolve to sit at desk for 12 hours, but for now it's not happening. Yeah. And so being able to like focus on mobility and long-term, cause you know, I don't want to be, I had to like project what, what my vision was for myself in the future, like 50, 60, 70. My goal is to optimize for mobility and be able to walk around and not have issues and diets, diet and exercise are a huge part of that. Like not getting enough protein, for example, it, it, it eats away at your muscle. 
And then, you know, you might not have certain things and then stretching and stuff like that. So I just took that systematic approach, man, systems and numbers. And I, dude, I just dedicate, you know, I took the same approach, man. I was like systems and numbers and yeah. then just go all in and, and see what happens. I tested things and now I'm, I'm like, got it systematized, man. Love the data. <laughs> I love the data, man. I love the data. It's awesome. It's absolutely, I can export graphs of everything. And like, <laughs> if <I'm> <laughs> That's class. That is, that is really good. And I suppose, have, have you pushed that onto your team as well? That sort of, you've got to get your mindset right and you've got to take care of yourself because ultimately that leads to, like you said, better work and better performance. I think I could do a better job of that. I tend to like, I'm not very good at like pushing my agenda. I okay. usually kind of, my general philosophy is just lead by example, you know, and then people, if they, if they like what they see, they'll come with you. But, you know, I do probably need to do more effort, but they know what I do. They follow me. They watch my stories. So my team knows what's going on. I have friends who have gotten involved. I know that George, you know, I've been preaching this to George and, <laughs> you know, trying to get him on the bandwagon. So yeah. um, I do let people close to me know what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And, you know, I give them the opportunity. And if, if they want to do it, that's up to them. If not, I support them either way because that's my job is like someone who's close to them. So, yeah, I do kind of I am pretty radical, but I always have to be careful because sometimes I don't want to get into like the preachy over. So yeah. I'm always kind of like, you know, trying to find that balance of like letting people know, but not being like like a like, you know, like people who are, like, yeah. I don't know, like. Uh, so people kind of make fun of people who do cross in the U.S. Like they make fun yeah. of people who CrossFit or vegans, you know, yeah, yeah. often they're like, you got to do vegan or keto. You got to do, you know, like yeah. you're die if you don't, like, you know, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely don't be that guy. Uh, but... <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> Amazing. So but going back to Amazon, so you've got a whole wealth of experience. What is the one thing that you've really enjoyed out of the changes that they that you write, rightfully said have happened over the past couple of years? What Can you pinpoint one that's been like one of the best things that they've done? Yeah, yeah. Over the past couple of years, what have I liked that they do? I liked, I liked, which thing did I like? Well, the thing is, man, like, as much as I liked everything that they've done, I think that sponsored product still is kind of the, the, the breadwinner, you know, in yeah. terms of like ranking and launches, like really that's been the one that we're seeing, like from a number standpoint, pushes the needle to this day. So it's just, it's just wild to see how, even though they've got all these different ad types, sponsored products really, you know, when it comes to launches and stuff, you know, our students will just do sponsored products, man, keyword targeting. And then, one thing that's been really impressive that I've seen with my students is the use of bids by placement to okay. rank keywords by using top of search percentages. And I, I think what I'm most amazed by is not the changes, but the, the, the foundations that are still the same. You know what I mean? It's like sponsored products is kind of the breadwinner and keyword targeting is really, I think product targeting helps out as well, sponsored product wise, but it's still the foundations, you know, those foundations of hitting those relevant keywords hard and ranking those. Cause I'm always fascinated. I love change. I think it's great, but I'm always fascinated when I see things change over time, but I can see the foundations that don't change because okay. those are evergreen to me. And yeah. so when I find something that's evergreen, that's more valuable because that'll stand the test of time, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I, I suppose on the back of that as well, is there anything that you're crying out for that you want Amazon to introduce that you think they're um, missing? Man, am I crying out for? There's a lot of things that I'm crying out for. I think the one, the dude, the one thing that I've been crying out for since day one is the ability to correlate a, a specific product to a specific search term. That's what I want. That's the one thing that I want. Like, because we had to create naming systems where we put the SKU or the ASIN in the campaign name and ad group name. So we can do that now. But like, why couldn't they just build that where like we can correlate the search term to a specific product? Like that would make our lives so much easier because then we don't have to worry about naming uh, the campaign a certain way. Yeah, I think that's the one thing. I've been crying out for that since day one, dude. Like that's my, you know, that's the one thing that if I could get, that would be so much easier for everyone, man. Okay, nice. Uh, so take note, head of development at Amazon Advertising, we're on your back. Uh, <laughs> it ain't going to happen. If it, ain't, if it didn't happen five years ago, they ain't even looking at it. They're, they're all these features, but they won't put that one thing in there. <laughs> I suppose with one thing, and it probably is the same with you and us, Like we see a lot of businesses and you see a lot of great things that happen within accounts and also a lot of mistakes. I mean, what's been your best success story or one of the best things that you've seen develop um in yeah. your tenure yeah i would say like it's dude it's so many experiences but i would say the one really cool like in terms of like longevity is i work with this one account i've been working with for years and we've been able to go from like you know the low seven figures you know two to three million mm-hmm. and this year we plan on crossing a hundred million and so wow. like it's just been such an honor and like such a cool experience to like be a part of that on the advertising side because you see so much in such a short time period in three years, right? Yeah. Or four years. You get to see so much in such a short time period that like you get knowledge that like, you know, people, it's, it's rare, you know, it's yeah. not common to, to work with a business like that in the advertising side. So it's like gives me some really cool stuff. Uh, to, to, to like take to other people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, those results sort of are epic, aren't they? And sort of speak to them, speak for themselves. That's, that's incredible. It's intense. On, on the back of that, it's obviously one of the best things you've seen. What are the sort of biggest mistakes that you see on a day-to-day basis or sort of even throughout the course, the courses that you develop that, that sellers make? Yeah, I mean, let's see. Biggest mistake I would say is... I think like, I think there's like a couple, but like one big mistake is not knowing when to like, like not having a good grasp on if a product is performing well or not, like knowing when to let go of products and things like that. Like sometimes maybe the PPC is not doing good, but it doesn't do well organically as well. And sometimes people aren't good at being like, Hey, we just, this is just a loser product. I think that's one of them. I think another big mistake is not, spending a lot of time on conversion rate optimization. So I think a lot of, yeah, Amazon, a good point. yeah, a lot of Amazon sellers really push. Like if you look at all the advertising, you know, all the, like everything in the community, it's all about more traffic. How do I get more sales, more sales? Well, why not just convert the, the sessions that you're getting at a higher rate, right? It's all about more sales, but not like, how do we manage our existing traffic? So I think like, if I were to like, Like maybe, for example, like someone spends 80% of their time on generating more, you know, traffic, but they spend 20% of it on conversion rate. And people don't realize that 
when you increase your conversion rate, there's like this flywheel effect that happens where a cost goes down, you start to convert way better for a multitude of keywords. Mm -hmm. So I think not spending enough time on the conversion rate optimization side of things is huge, man. It should be an ongoing effort, right? People do it in the beginning when they launch, but they need to be continue to split test over time and, and develop that skill set. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. That's so insightful. And the, the emotional side, which you spoke about, I, I think that's a massive issue as well. People just get too emotionally attached with things that you just yeah. like, no, let, let the data lead your decisions rather than just being too emotionally involved. And I know it's hard to take a step back, but sometimes that step back is right. And, and then you can actually see it from, from an outside perspective and make an informed decision. Well, I've got, I've got a good question. I don't know. I don't know if you're going to want to answer this, Sean, but just gathering from your experience, because I know you've had some crazy sales calls, right? Crazy what, sales calls. Uh, so, so, so what would be some hard truths that you should be telling some sellers that they need to know and they might not know now, but some hard truths about, you know, what they need to do as a business to take it to the next level? Because you've worked with so many different companies, you know, with, loads of different people i'd love to hear your your view on this. um oh, hard truths to tell people that would be good for their business um man this is tough dude i've been in situations where i'm like i would be talking to people i i can't it's hard for me to say this on a phone call because i don't want to be that person but like because i've talked to so many sellers like across the board you know high level you know across the board and sometimes i'm wondering like is amazon the business for them you know what I mean? You know, like if you're struggling, you're not making a ton of money, you're losing a ton of money, you know, is, and these aren't for like the seven and eight figure. These are for like, cause I've talked to across the board, but like, yeah. you know, is it time to wrap up shop? You know, how long are you going to go and operate, you know, at a loss or, or break even before you can do that? That one, I, I don't, dude, you can't, that's a tough one, dude. That one's tough. But, that, but that's a, that's a good point. And, and, I, and I think just to add to that, you know, uh, you know, you even hear of some sellers who are doing seven figures, but they don't even know how much money they're making. Oh, yeah. the um, books. They don't manage the books. Yeah, they don't manage the books. So it's like, it's good to have a cutoff period, isn't it? Like, no, I think that's a very good hard truth that you got. Yeah, thank you. And then another one that kind of bamboozles me is like when I'll be on phone calls and I'm like, you know, how much profit? I don't know, you know, like it's just the bank account's good or whatever. Like, yeah. I'm like, give me a rough estimate. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, give me something, you know? And I'm like, you don't know? You're killing me, man. Like, <laughs> you know, I, well, how do I help you if I don't know either? So knowing your books, I think is huge, dude. And like, I think that's one that I think George- The gems are coming out. The gems <laughs> are coming out. Dude, yeah. I mean, like, it, dude, yeah, we had some wild phone calls, man. Let's just put it that because, dude, it'd be like hundreds of phone calls and people that don't even know who I am. You know what I mean, dude? Yeah. So like, I, dude, I've, I've had some like really interesting ones where it's just like, like, we'll be like, we'll be going at each other like a little hard, you know, that doesn't happen all the time. But like, they'll kind of, I feel like they're disrespectful. Like they'll take the call and they're like, hey, you know, like, Okay, here's one. So this was a long time ago. This guy, he booked a call with me, right? It's booked for 45 minutes, right? And I'm like, all right, cool. And then even on my, it says on my page, like, take the call in a, in, a, in a room where it's quiet. Don't take this call in a car or anywhere. This guy's in a car and he's like, hey, man, like, dude, do, do is it cool if we make this 15 minutes? 
I got to run to a meeting and I'm like, Hey man, I was, it was like, Hey, you know, like it, I was being nice, you know, is it okay if we maybe reschedule because, you know, this is booked for 45 minutes, blah, blah, blah. Hey, you know, could you just give me like the, 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 the 15 minute thing? And I'm like, no, I'm like, can we schedule it for 15 minutes? He's like, and it was just like, oh, dude, I had to like, I pause, I hit like mute and I was like, you know, I had to do, I had to breathe, man. Cause I just, <laughs> you're on the road. You're telling me 15 minutes, you know, like what you think and what you do have to be two different things. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, you're on the road. You're, you're like squeezing me and you're just like, I don't want to do another call. I'm like, ah, like, but you have to be cool. You gotta like, you know, you don't want to, you know, and I'm just like, you know, just like, you know, <laughs> calm the mind a little bit. I was like, dude, yeah. Well, that's a few. <laughs> yeah, I think we've had quite a few calls like that as well, George, haven't we? Really, and yeah. you're just trying to keep your call. Ultimately, the the whole goal is to try and provide a return, right? And if they're not viable for it, if they don't understand, then it's it's hard to do that. So it's trying to guide people or make them learn, which is sometimes the most difficult thing to do. Yeah, yeah man. and they're like, just tell me this now, and I'm just like, no, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you, man. Like it yeah. becomes like a battle of wills. <laughs> oh, 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 one example is when they hide like a bombshell of a piece of information. <laughs> it's like, why have you? Didn't you not tell me this? And then they, so we had one client. He signed up, and then after two months, he finally decided to say that his main supplier is now selling the same products as him at a cheaper rate. I was like, what? Like, there is nothing we could do with PPC to help improve that. Like, there's nothing. Like, but yeah, some hard truths. Don't, yeah. don't, yeah. Yeah. We love our clients and our students. We just have some interactions that are just like a little yeah. frustrating, you know? And that's a good thing. A relationship without conflict is not a relationship, you know? Oh, deep. Yeah, that's a good point. True. So from, from the course that you've curated, um, which has obviously gained loads of traction within the space and gained loads of success, what are the top tips that you can give to an Amazon seller listening to this right now for their advertising? Yeah, yeah. For advertising, I would say the biggest issues that I've seen is that like, like I kind of a lot of the complaints are that like, you know, I've done like hundreds of calls over the past few years. And the biggest thing I learned, I would say the number one is that like, people will hand off the advertising either to a service provider or a software too early. So they'll do it too early. They won't have enough of a grasp on PPC hmm. to be able to like hire someone for it because they won't know how to manage them. Now there are situations like literally like some of the clients I work with, they don't know anything about what I do. They don't even know how to do it, but they got someone who was really good at it. And so that's a great experience, but just to hedge against that, because uh, that doesn't happen, I think, very often, unless you unless you're wicked at hiring. If you're very good at hiring and you have that skill set, then you could probably get away with it. But I think that like because like people will be like, I don't know what the software is doing or like somebody didn't get good results and they didn't know why. So yeah. like just having a gra enough of a grasp on it to be able to understand how to manage a service provider or a software, because sometimes, you know, we might not be able to perform, but sometimes it's not our fault. Like if conversion rate goes down by half a star or like our hat or like our ratings go down by half a star. Yeah. I mean, we can't do anything about that. And you know, if they don't have, they don't understand that piece, then they're going to come at us thinking that we're a bad service provider. So just, you know, being informed enough to be able to like, you know, make a decision on it. And, and I think that's a big one. 
Yeah, absolutely. Me and George speak about that a lot. Just an educated seller. Like obviously, the more you know, the the, the more the more you can identify the issues and even try and help uh, let's solve the problem. And at least you can then identify what performance looks like rather than just being led down the garden path for results that could be poor and you're just being told something else. And a good service provider will provide that education piece. Yeah. Like me, I educate, you probably educate. It's important. Like if they don't have that skill set, is that we educate, but they have to be open to, they have to trust us and be open to learning from us as well. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. So what are the best resources that have helped you along the way um, develop your knowledge in Amazon advertising? Uh, I think my, so this is one of those industries that is very new to the world. Amazon advertising, not internet advertising, actually technically from a historical perspective, yeah. <laughs> internet advertising is very new to the world, you know, millions of years on the earth. So, um, so, you know, but Amazon advertising is even newer. And so there was no like textbook on this stuff really. And so I think for me, like, dude, if I think of my early days, it was people. You know, it was being lucky enough to be able to like build relationships with the right people, you know, like either locally or over the internet. Just, I think it was people, man. You know, if I was, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the people around me. You know, I'm like a, I'm like a sum function of the people around me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Equals sum <laughs> parentheses, add a bunch of people. That's Sean. You know what I mean? So like, like that's how I think of it, you know? So it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's me, you know, here, but it's really them and the, the pieces that they've given me because like early on, it was like mentors and people that, you know, either gave me a chance or were open to, to share with me. So I think people is really important. And even though this is an internet business, you know, people is really important. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how you learn and develop, isn't it? And you're a product of your environment. And if that environment is filled with good people and good knowledge, then ultimately you're going to grow as well. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. So people who could be looking to participate in your course, what can they expect? And what do you expect from your students? I know we've covered it a bit, but if we could sort of finish on that note. Yeah, so if you got, if they're interested, then just... Um... You can go to ppcamsaccelerator.com or send me a message on Facebook, Sean Smith. I have a lot of Facebook friends, so I don't know if I could add you or not. So maybe maybe just go through the website or Sean at ppcamsaccelerator.com is my email. You could read, that's probably better than even Facebook just because the friends is maxed out. And then what can they expect or what do I expect from them? Honestly, man, I expect that they just enjoy their time, the time that we have together, whether or not we work together, you know, like, you know, really the set, the process I have is you book a call with me for an hour. So just enjoy that hour. Let's learn together. You know, I'll ask you some questions. I'm not going to push you or anything, but we'll learn together. And so that's what I expect is just an open mind and, you know, make sure you're taking, you know, lots of water, you know, eat, you know, do, do those little things Absolutely. that help you be in an optimal state. <laughs> Amazing. They're, they're so underrated, you know, they're so commoditized. They're important. Amazing. Amazing. And George, um, grab his water. <laughs> <laughs> hey, cheers. <laughs> right on cue. <laughs> um, can I just add as well, but something that Sean has done over the years that has worked incredibly well is he has managed to spend a fortune on Facebook ads in the first yeah. few years. Yeah. And that fortune he spent has still sees him through today. That's true. I think this is something George always tells me, man. He's always like, Sean, he's like, you spent so much on Facebook ads 
so early on that like, that's the reason that your brand is built. And, you know, in the beginning, our Facebook ads, me, uh, me and Taylor built it together. Taylor yep. Ventrude over at Better AMS. We built the PBC AMS accelerator together okay. and we spent, we were spending money on Facebook ads. We were doing pretty well. And then, you know, it was pretty profitable, but then, you know, I, I couldn't get a handle on it as well. And it wasn't as profitable or it was break even, okay. but you know, George always reminds me like Sean, even though those months might not have, but maybe it were break even or whatever you built the brand. Yeah. So like people know who you are and he always kind of is like, Sean, like, even though it might not have been profitable or whatever, and you didn't meet your standards, like you built the brand and people know who you are. And it's like the reason that, you know, you're so well known. So yeah, cause we spent quite a bit on Facebook ads and we um, not only spent a lot, but we spent a lot of hours okay. learning them and they're, dude, they're really tricky, but it worked, man. It worked out really well for us. And I think that that helped with even, I think, I don't know if that's how George found me, but that was one of the reasons like George was always like, Sean, I always saw your Facebook ads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, well, th I suppose that's a yeah, really sort of nice success story. Um, so is, is Taylor still involved now? Or is it just yourself that? Managed? Yeah. Taylor, no. So Taylor, he, um, we, I ended up buying him out and he has his agency called better AMS. Yeah. Um, great. You're great. But, uh, we, we worked for years together on that or for like, I think about a year. I can't remember. I have to look it up, but we started the accelerator together. Now he's got his agency. It's doing great. I know that George and Taylor talk and George and destiny talk and like you, you guys are help each other out, which I yeah, think, is yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of fun to be able to collaborate with another person in the space. It is. Yeah. Destiny's on the podcast next week. So, yep. and yeah, I spoke to Taylor a few times. He's yeah. He's really, really good, really insightful as well. Really helpful. So amazing. So Sean, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Amazing. Uh, I feel like I've learned so much and hopefully our listeners have learned quite a lot as well, as well as George. Thank you for being on. Um, next episode, we've got Brent Zoranadik um, appearing. So hopefully get some more insights off him. So Sean, amazing. Lovely to speak to you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Perfect. Take care and we'll see you on the next pod.